The Temple of Absalon grows nearer, but threats still stand between Octavia and her end goal. How many more encounters can Octavia handle? Will there be anything left in the tank when they reach the temple? And will it be enough to take down Silvox the Cruel? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello everyone and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. So, my love, in light... Who are you talking to? You, my dearest. Oh, okay. My own resident Dungeon Master. There might have been a cat in the room, so I that is be true. Sure. That is true, but unfortunately, Frank Pan doesn't often respond, though that doesn't we talk to him anyway. Make me not talk to him. Yeah. Oh dear, Austin Robert Gamble Darby. Don't use my full name on this podcast. <laughs> they might know. <laughs> Don't reveal my identity. I dare you? But in light of the celebratory week, this is the celebration of food. This is. I have to ask. What is your ideal barbecue menu slash picnic menu? I don't do picnics so much. Um, that's not to say I don't like them. I've just never really done one. Barbecue is a great American tradition <laughs> that I haven't gotten into. But recently, because I'd never owned a proper grill before, um hmm. we used to have an improper grill but it went to manor school and came back as a proper grill <laughs> i had a tiny camp grill before that was charcoal that was very hard for me to work with but now we have a we have a real proper grill it's learned all its manners i guess <laughs> um but i am i am partial to a, a good old slab of ribs pork ribs, baby back ribs. Um, I don't get into the debate of like what kind of barbecue is better, like Carolina or one of the other types of barbecues. Like Kansas City. Kansas City or Texas. I, I couldn't tell you the difference if you asked me, but good old, good old slab of ribs on the grill, some corn. Mm. How do you like your corn prepared? Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy it grilled lately. But also, I mean, boiled with some butter and salt is, is solid, too. I like the char, so I, I'd prefer it on the grill at this point. Now that we have been experimenting with grilled corn, it is very good. Yeah, you know. What other sides? At the yeah, end. tell me about your I'm sides. I'm big in the sides, you know, some baked beans. Some, I like potato salad. I like macaroni salad mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. quite a bit. Maybe a bit too much. <laughs> Maybe a bit too much. That is true. For his birthday, I did purchase him his favorite macaroni salad. It was delicious. <laughs> I love I love macaroni salad. Yeah. I mean, I'm not huge into the watermelon-like deal. I know a lot of people are, you in particular. That is true. Uh, watermelon's okay, but I would rather fill my stomach with... Uh, more ribs. Subst yeah, more ribs. Why fill it with water when you could fill it with more ribs? <laughs> what about you? 
I'm with you. I, I like a good uh, a good barbecued grilled meat. I have to say, I love me some actual hot dogs for a Fourth of July slash cookout slash picnicy thing. Mm. Ever since I was I was little, hot dogs always over hamburgers. And to this day, like a good hot dog, I like putting baked beans in my hot dog. I like having then barbecued chips that I crumble on top of the baked beans on top of my hot dog. See, for me, it is about the sides. Like, sure, I do like a, a central a central grilled item, but for me, it's also the baked beans, the multiple different kinds of chips. If you don't have barbecue chips as well as at least sour cream and onion chips it's it's not a proper spread i also am with you with the adoration of the macaroni salad but i do not like potato salad i don't know maybe it's i've just never had a good one or something but i think the 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 chunky potato just always kind of doesn't quite sit well with me it's just like this texture it was it's a texture thing i should say it's just a little mm, not my favorite Mm. and then of course you have to have the pretzel jello like whipped cream quote salad question mark oh yeah (laughs) you know that thing Salad. it's it's not dessert of course because dessert is uh pie and or some other sweet confection that you eat entirely too much of, and or s'mores following that once it actually gets dark. So I love filling my salad slot with dessert. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that for me is is prime cookout menu right there. I I can get behind that. That's pretty. That's a pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty good spread. It's really only since I started meeting you that I had. Like legit grill. Uh, uh, mm. It's really only since you and I got together that I started having legit grilled ribs. Like I had had, you know, some like crock pot ones that were off the bone that my mom had made yeah. type of thing. But, you know, I hadn't really had the, like the whole the whole chunk. Yeah. Before then. Proper ribs are fantastic. They are. Very, very good. Very, very good. Very, very good. Um, yeah. So I'd I'd eat the crap out of some wing, ribs. I'm sure you I almost eat, said wings, and I was I'm, like, yeah, that could, sounds good. I could do some wings too, too yeah, honestly. That sounds kind of nice. I could do some wings. Yeah, and um, as far as on the barbecue sauce front, I like a good, a good tangy. I think it's a mustard based one versus the like more vinegary ones. I like a good tang. I like a good element of sweet and then, and then also spicy. Sometimes if there's like a, a fruit secondary, you know, like back of the throat taste, I like that. When we were, I, I was, we were recently visiting my family and uh, we were getting some barbecue sauces out because we were having grilled meat and you got to <laughs> have some sauce with that grilled meat and... Uh, I was I was in the kitchen helping my mother get some get some stuff out and I was like, So what kind of what kind of barbecue sauces do you have? Can I can I get some out? And she was like, Oh yeah and she found one and then she was like, If you look in the back, uh, uh you, you should have that guy Ferrari stuff in there. <laughs> I was like Sorry? <laughs> I realized my my <laughs> my my dear sweet mother whom i love very much uh was was had a guy fieri uh like apple barbecue sauce in there 
which, which was, was very good which was really good but i was like um she i was like do, do you mean this and she's like yeah how do you say it? and i was like it's guy fieri but honestly i like guy ferrari better <laughs> so thank you thank you mother for that new addition to my uh to my vocabulary guy ferrari as he will henceforth be known as oh <laughs> uh, so good so yeah that's that's my that's my deal <sighs> now i'm hungry i know this was a probably inopportune time to be mentioning all of these delicious feasties we're recording this a bit earlier than we usually do so i still got coffee in my throat mm-hmm. so i apologize if i'm a bit uh gur- gurgly flemmy flemmy <laughs> Wow, that was definitely a sound we all needed to have right in our earballs. Well, now it's immortalized <laughs> in sound. So. Oh, man. You know who's not having a nice Independence Day cookout? Octavia? Yeah. Well, she's trying to create an Independence Day that could be worthy of future cookouts. That's true. That's true. You're trying. How successful you will be, though, I guess that's... It's up to your mm-hmm. your quick wits and your dice. <laughs> Both things that you should definitely rely upon in mm-hmm. difficult situations. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so you are you're making your way through the city. You've made it through a couple you've made it through a couple battles so far. Uh, you haven't had too much difficulty, but I will warn you, you have passed the threshold and are approaching a section of the city with a higher risk level, which means you're more likely to run into encounters. And uh, those encounters are probably going to be a little bit more difficult. You did manage to uh, befriend, magically, for the time being, a metal petrifying bull called a Gorgon. Named Angie. Named Angie, who's hanging out with you right now. Um, I will say each of these intersections that we're running through, it it's like on the scale of seven to ten minutes of you kind of winding through the streets. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Finding, you know, a battle, fighting that battle, and moving on. So this, you're probably, you know, 25 minutes into this spell okay. at this point. So we'd have like six total intersections if it yeah. were like ten so minutes. Yeah, so basically uh, the, the sp- you're going to have to figure out what you do with Angie by the time you probably get to the... Um, the temple that sounds fair yes so you better have that in mind you're welcome to do something about that before you reach that mm-hmm. point but that is probably going to be the hard cut off of Angie. oh so you have just finished up a fight with some gnolls which you dispatched relatively quickly and easily thanks to Angie. <laughs> thanks to Angie. You can hear the fighting intensifying in the streets around you. You can see pillars and columns of smoke up ahead from uh, goodness knows what is going on. You can hear the clash of swords and the shouting of uh, languages you would recognize both from your Moerian side and from the Dragonblood army as they clash in a street to street, corner to corner, all out brawl you and carhoon are moving forward you know you have several more intersections to make it through do you remember all of your options i could take a short rest Mm -hmm. and i would still have to roll on the encounter table i could roll to try to assist me 
in a future encounter roll, but if I roll poorly, that will give me disadvantage on that encounter roll. Mm-hmm. Or but you, if you, I roll well, it would give me advantage. Or you can expend a relevant third mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. plus spell slot. Mm-hmm. Or just approach and intersection. Yep. So, that is in your hand. What do you do? I think we are just going to approach another intersection. Okay. Nukaru, dodge up the streets, hearing the, the battle cries raging all around you. You come up to a corner, roll me a d20. You are trying to roll very high. Three. Is that very high? <laughs> that is That is not... Is this opposite day. That is not going to do it. That's 17 in, th- in that case. If it were opposite day. <laughs> Austin just stared me down as he's rolling other dice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You. Oh, dear. Round a corner, and you see it kind of... the, The street goes a little bit further and then opens up into kind of like a... A a small plaza or like a kind of big open Mm -hmm. chunk. What's a better word for that? That's a a plaza. Plaza. Okay, so it opens up into a a small plaza. Not a huge plaza. Um, You can have small plazas, yeah. There's like uh, some what used to be garden-y type things, some little flower boxes and some potted trees sitting around to make it a nice inviting space. But the trees are withered and the flowers have long since died. Uh, There is scattered refuse across the streets and visible signs of, you know, this being an occupation Huddled in the corner, kind of, uh, yeah, in in the corner of this plaza, you can see some activity. There are heaps of uh, rubble, giving them some cover, whoever may be behind that. And you can hear some low uh, murmuring in sort of a rhythmic chant-like cadence. Can I do like a perception check to try to suss them out? Sure. 24 24 uh, You narrow your keen eyes Look over and you can make out The heads of three individuals Kind of huddled down Crouched close to the ground Behind these piles of rubble uh, You can't make out exactly what they are uh, But you see they are focused on Something on the ground, Ooh. and the chanting is something of a of an arcane nature. That doesn't sound good. Um, I assu- I assume that these are non Moirian chanters. Uh, yes, you would get that. <laughs> okay, you would get that sense. The language sounds some derivation of Orcish. Okay. Um, Octavia, do they see us yet? What's your stealth bonus? Plus one for Octavia, um, but Carhoon is much stealthier. Okay. Uh, they don't seem aware of you right now. Okay. They seem very focused on what they're doing. Okay. And how many feet away, approximately, if this is a small plaza? About 60. About 60. Okay. How f- far can Angie move? What's his speed? Let me tell you. Speed is 40 feet. And what's the range of his... 15-foot cone. All right. And so Octavia is going to 
kind of, you know, touch Angie on the neck, point at these huddled figures, and kind of mime, you know, him breathing out his petrification. But she's first going to put her finger on her lips, you know, the universal sign of being quiet. And then she's going to murmur to Carhoon, see if you could maybe, you know, pull out your your bow and arrow and, and get them from here. Because maybe that would be, you know, helpful to kind of catch him by surprise. So yeah, so basically she would like Carhoon to kind of, you know, sniper them with, with some arrows and then have Angie you know, surprise them and just barrel around the corner and have him breathe his hot, petrifying breath at them. All right. So, Carhoon is going to try to shoot them. And then Angie is going to rush up. Correct. Uh, all three of you give me stealth checks. Alrighty for Octavia. Non-natural 20. Why did you roll that twice? Because I have advantage because of my boots of elven kind. Okay. And my steps make no sound. Did you sound. just now realize that? Oh, stealth check. Sorry, we're not rolling initiative yet. My goodness. Nope. Early. Nope. Yep. Totally fine. Like, totally fine. like, you've had advantage on initiative this whole time and you haven't rolled <laughs> stealth checks. Stealth. Well, there, there is another character where I have had some <sighs> advantage where I have been forgetting it. Um, but no, for stealth, so non-natural 20 and her steps make no sound regardless of the surface she moves across. And for Carhoon? Six. Okay. He has advantage on stealth made to hide, but not to, like, move up. I, I mm-hmm. guess this wouldn't be hiding, because he's trying to get into position. Uh, no, it's not really okay. hiding. Uh, roll me one for Angie. Monsieur Angie. It's going to be a straight d20. There's no bonus. Oh, okay. Ten. Ten. All right. Uh, so Angie starts to step up and get into position. Actually, roll me an animal handling on Angie first. Also, oh, right. Because you want Carhoon to shoot and then Angie to rush, right? Correct. Okay. 23. 23. All right. So you point and Angie steps forward perhaps a bit too earnestly as its massive metal hooves are not very <laughs> quiet. And tong, tong, tong. They echo against the stone steps and Carhoon goes to slide his uh, axe back into some sort of uh, sheath and pull out his bow and makes some noise as it kind of clatters against his armor. And you see the heads of the three individuals whip back around and notice you. You do not get a surprise round. Oh, man. Roll some initiative. Okay. All right. For Good effort. Good effort. I thought it was like, might as well try. I don't usually try to be very stealthy. And of course, the time I try to be y- stealthy, you I... You were very stealthy. I have a giant metal cow. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure that didn't help. Yeah. All right. For Octavia, 14. And for Carhoon... 16. Roll for Angie. Plus zero. Plus zero. Nine. All right. Even though you do not get a surprise round, you all rolled better initiative than the enemies, so you oh, do wow. get to go first Carhoon, then you, then Angie. All right. Well, in that instance, Octavia is going to uh, kind of gesture to Angie to actually go now because she was thinking of having him go after Carhoon because she figured... Angie wouldn't be that quiet and she wanted Carhoon to get his shots off before Angie rushed up. But now that the ruse is um, made, 
It was not a. It wasn't a ruse. The, the jig is up. The, thank you. Is that yes, what you're uh, for? that was the word that I was. The, that was the phrase. Um, she's going to gesture to Angie to actually go now, as opposed to Carhoon. You don't get to reorder initiative. That's a good point. Carhoon goes first. Carhoon goes first. I don't know why. Carhoon I was can wait that. until Angie goes. Oh my goes. gosh! That wow. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Carhoon can ready an action to only like shoot an arrow after <laughs> Angie runs up. Sorry, I don't know what I was thinking. I it's was like, not you already rolled. You I rolled already, dice. I don't get to just pick which of these three. <laughs> wow. Apologies. All right. Carhoon is going to move up 30 feet, and then he is going to ready an action that once Angie goes, he is going to shoot. Okay. Now, as it stands, regardless of kind of where he goes, they are all behind cover, so they'll get a plus two. Okay, sounds good. If Carhoon, there seems, you know, there's this uh, little garden in the middle, maybe with some of these potted trees. If Carhoon is behind them, would he get some partial cover as well? Uh, Yes. So on the map, there are kind of four corners, which are like flower beds. They're only maybe like two feet high, so you'd have to crouch down to get some cover behind them. In the center of this plaza, there is what used to be uh, like a potted tree, so that can provide some cove. Awesome. All right, so Carhoon moves up, knocks an arrow. He will only get one shot with the ready to action. Oh, he does? Yes. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, then he will just yeah. use his. He will Reddit just actions use his kind of suck. Full. Yeah, that's past level five. I mean, he should. Yeah. You know. Anyway, he will just use his. He will just move and shoot three times. Okay. D- does either of these individuals look more powerful or in charge than the others? Uh, not really. As he moves up, they all look like uh, they are wearing robes, and they all look to be orcs. Okay. But none of them look like the alpha orc. <laughs> okay so he's going to just pick the one on the far left why not and sure. he is going to shoot three times does a 16 hit uh with the cover it does not oh man second shot he like it clangs Thwang. against some of this rubble cracked eye that will be a 10 so that also won't hit Thwang. Carhoon's getting like a little tired and he's he's trying to kind of crouch behind this tree as he's making these shots. Nope. Three misses. Three misses. Two, two, two. Uh, they just kind of duck behind the rubble. Two, 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 two. All right. Your turn and then Angie. All right. Well, Angie already has like, does my animal handling from the quote yeah. attempted surprise yes. round still count? Yes. Okay. So I am going to move up, or I guess they're 60 feet away. I actually don't have to move up. And if the one that Carhoon was previously shooting at, the one on the far left, if that individual could make a constitution saving throw, please. She sees how like Carhoon had been focusing on this one and not making purchase. And she's like, I'll try. Constitution is a failure. That's an 11. Oh. Doki. You take 12 points of cold damage and you have a disadvantage on your next attack. 12 points of damage. And she's, she is actually going to move up and kind of hunker behind one of the flower boxes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you blast a... 
cold thing. Mm-hmm. Frostbite. Frostbite at the one orc mage. Make contact and then rush and slide behind one of the flower boxes. It is Angie's turn. All right. So Angie is also going to uh, kind of charge up the flavor charge. Get within um, 15 feet of hopefully. Can he get all three? Doubtful. Okay. He'll try to get two. Does he have the range for this? Because he can only move 40 feet. Well, and you said that it was a 15 foot cone. Yes. Oh, He's 20 feet. He'd be five feet short. So I don't Hmm. know if he can make that. You can move him 40 feet up and see what the range is. All right. Let me do that, man. Because they're not exactly all in the corner. You might be able to get one. Actually, I think you can at least get one the way the map is made. I think he would be able to get the two that were closest to the alley that we all ran out of. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, and he would like to do his petrification breath against those two. All right. Oh, I lied. It's a 30-foot cone. That's insane. Oh. So, yeah, he, he can still get those two just based on the way they're positioned. Well, uh, if it's a 30-foot 30, 30 cone, does that mean that it is also wider? Yeah. So he could get all three. If you move back. Yeah, so he'll move back and he'll get all three. Okay. Let's see their cons. All right. They're going to make some constitution seven throughs. Hopefully as magic users, their constitutions are super high. The first one. Ooh. Fails. The one that you hit. Nice. The second one succeeds. Okay. The third one just barely fails. Okay. So two. one of them succeeded and and the other two are going to need, would need to, uh, fail again for them to be completely uh, frozen up, but it is their turn. But as it is, those two are restrained. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright. The uh, the one who, the, the first one who you've hit with Frostbite and who just failed a saving throw, turns to look at the lot of you and narrows its eyes. Oh, we are all kind of clustered. Oops. You're all kind of clustered. This one is going to... <laughs> this one, seeing its uh, feet turn to stone, is just gonna have some fun. <laughs> Points a finger at the center of you, and a fiery orange moat blasts out. Everyone, please give me a dexterity saving throw. That is a plus zero for Angie. Oh no, poor Angie. All right, for Octavia, 18, and for Carhoon, 19, and then for Angie, natural one. All right, so you and Carhoon take 13 points of fire damage from this fireball, and Angie takes a full 26. Jeez. I've got Angie's hit points here. Angie the Bull. Let me make sure Angie the Bull doesn't have any resistances. Mm. Not to fire. All right. Mm. That is the first one's turn. It then makes... Oh, right. They save DC 13. No. <gasps> that one failed. All right. So one turns to stone. Of course, the one that I did the damage. The one that you already damaged. The second one who passed its save looks at you. Also narrows its eyes. Sees one of its <laughs> friends literally turn into stone next to it within a, like, 12-second time period. Yeah. That's it's terrifying. Just like, ah, I've 
I'll find someone who knows greater <laughs> restoration. And then <laughs> winks out Ooh. of existence. Ooh. Okay. And you've got a high passive perception. So you do see some of the rubble kind of like... Ting, 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 ting. Okay. As you would guess, this thing has gone invisible. Okay. And is repositioning. Okay. But once it gets past the rubble, you can't tell quite where it goes. Okay. On your turn, torn. On your turn, you can roll a search check to try to see if you can find any telltale signs of it. Sounds good. All right, the third one is going to. Hmm. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? This one is going to. Look at Angie. Kind of put some pieces together. Because it's a smart wizard. In its brain. <laughs> and then wave a hand. Never mind. It doesn't do that. It's smart enough to know that wouldn't work. Okay. Instead, it will just raise a hand. And from the sky, it summons a... Uh, a frosty, icy cloud, Ooh. which rains down upon all of you, actually. Oh, nice. So give me a... Everyone, again, give me a dex saving throw. Okay, Octavia. As it hits you with an ice storm. Ooh. 19 for Octavia, for okay. Carhoon. That's going to be an 8. Okay. And for Angie, a 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so you will take half of this. You take six points of bludge and seven points of cold. Carhoon and Angie take 12 points of bludge and 15 points of cold. So that is 27 total. Uh, All right. And the entire area in a 40... Sorry, 20-foot radius, so effectively effectively the most of the, this plaza becomes difficult terrain as hailstones rain down until the end of its next turn. Okay. All right, and then it makes a save. Please pass. I'm going with Orange Crush out of the box. It was an 18 out of the box, though. Exactly a sale. Uh, a success. A sale. <laughs> you bought it! Sale. It was exactly a success. Just barely fights off the petrification. Yeah. Sale wizard of the year! So, two of them survived. One of them is stone, and one of them is invisible. Top of the round, it comes back to Carhoon, who missed on all, all of his. arrows. Yeah, so he is going to drop his bow and just rush up to this one um, that had just peppered both of us, all of us, with ice. Okay. And rush up to it. Alright. He leaps atop the mound of rubble. Mm-hmm. He is going to swing three times. Alright, first swing. Natural one. That seems par for the course for Carhoon right now. Poor Carhoon. He's just exhausted. It has been a very long day. It has been a long day. Um. All right. Give me one second. We haven't had a, a 
crit failing a little bit. Let's see what. I know. Let's see what happens. All right. Oh, this isn't this isn't bad for Carhoon. It would be bad for you, but it's not for him. Uh, this is from Beast Machine. Thank, Thank you, Beast, Beast Machine. Machine. Where is my voice? During your attack, you swallowed something, or a cat literally got your tongue. Either way, you cannot speak for 1d4 rounds. Oh. It would be bad for you because you couldn't cast, cast spells, spells. But uh, for Carhoon, it's not too bad. Could be worse. We don't get to hear his sonorous, beautiful tones, <laughs> but... All right. Do you want me to roll the d4 or... Uh, yeah. Four. All right, four rounds. <laughs> Carhoon cannot of speak. All right, that is his first attack, right? Uh, that That's correct. So right. he's going to just... Two more. He kind of feels his like throat close up a little bit, and he's just going to swing two more times. Does a 14 hit? Not, no. Well, he wouldn't have cover because we're adjacent. I know. Mage armor, baby. Uh, okay. Third attack. Goodness gracious. If he goes, I mean, if he goes six attacks without hitting, does an 18 hit? It would, but you see it in a reaction. Hold up its hand and a magical gosh. barrier appears in front of it as it casts shield. Oh my gosh. Carhoon tries to just like yell in its face and he can't. But also as a bonus action, he's going to use a second wind. Oh, is he down that much? Poor Carhoon. Yep, he's, I mean, it's been a, been a while. That's true. Remember, you do have some potions. Yes. All right, that is Carhoon's turn. Uh, you are up, and then Angie. Are they, for the healing potions, they're just normal, right? Normal. So 2d4? 2d4 plus 2. Okay. All right. Um, would I know from now being friends with Angie whether uh, he has, like, blind sense with being, like, a... A creature? No. Okay, so he wouldn't be able to sense the invisible wizard. Okay. Um, So can I use like an investigation check to try to find this? You can use a perception check. Perception. And And this will be your action. That would be my whole action. Because you kind of have to focus in and look at very subtle changes in like listening for footsteps Mm -hmm. or looking for, you know, a kicked rock or stuff like that. And then Angie wouldn't do anything if I don't tell him. Correct. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will try to find the wizard. All right, roll a perception check. 13. 13. Uh, you detect, I'm not going to give you an exact location, uh, but you detect some shuffling at footsteps over near the flower box on your like northwestern corner. Okay, so like diagonal, like Di- kitty yes. corner, kitty corner to you. From me. Okay, yep. so Octavia will let everyone know that, and she'll be like, "I, I don't know where exactly it is, but I think the other one's in in that general area." Carhoon opens his mouth, but <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Octavia is going to move, um. She doesn't like how kind of clustered we all are and how we've repeatedly gotten, um, you know, been pelted with these lovely area of effect spells. So she is going to she is going to go back into the alley and duck around the corner. Okay. All right. So you run back like a coward. (laughs) Hide behind the corner. (laughs) And Angie is just kind of hanging out in the center there. You didn't tell him to do anything, so he's just going to act as uh, 
a large bull would. It's not going to try to attack the one that Karhoon's fighting because it can't really get there without running through Karhoon. And it knows Karhoon's buddy. So it's going to... Let's see. Let's 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 roll and see what Angie does. How's Angie feeling? Angie's feeling. Angie's feeling Angie. <laughs> so Angie's gonna move over, tromps over towards where you pointed earlier, and is going to start sniffing around. Ooh. Um, and its head turns to a particular square because it rolled a natural twenty Ooh. on its search check. Uh, so you think that it's like okay so it's almost kind of backed into a corner there yeah so the the gorgon well that's a small barrier the gorgon thinks uh and you kind of see it look directly at this square so you kind of get that sense too that the invisible orc mage is in the corner surrounded by the flower boxes in that corner okay uh that is angie's turn it is the orcs turns now so the one who is invisible is gonna do something what's it gonna do it's gonna you see a uh, fire bolt fly out at you and it has advantage because you cannot see it coming Mm. does a 18 hit just barely of course the one that i attacked with who would have disadvantage on its next attack got petrified yep yep can't cash in on that one you take 10 points of fire damage do i get any cover because i'm like around this corner and no okay sorry how many points 10 10 points of fire damage and then uh you guess it kind of trump trump trumps moves away okay that is it's turn the one fighting car hoon is going to disappears in a silvery cloud of smoke Mm. and reappears near the other flower box where the invisible one was just hiding and then launches a firebolt at Carhoon. Okay. Without advantage because it is visible. Natural 16 for a 22. That does hit. For 13 points of fire damage. That is Zayatan. It is Carhoon. Second round of not being able to speak out of four. All right. And he, then you. Oh, let's see. Five, ten. He is able to just rush over and uh, keep swinging at the one that he was trying to swing at before. Chunk. All right. And he's going to try to mutter under his breath something about his blade actually making contact this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Swing number one. Fourteen. It's a miss. Goodness gracious. 17. Shield. Gosh. It would hit, but it bounces off this invisible barrier. And another miss. Carhoon is... He is upset with his misses. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Well, shield is a powerful spell. Gives it a a significantly higher AC for that turn. Ta-da! All right. That is Carhoon's turn. Struggling this combat. It is you... What do you do? So would I think that Angie would attack this other wizard that Carhoon is fighting if I don't do anything? Um, Because you just kind of act normally as a friend? Not necessarily. Okay. It might. It might not. 
Okay, well, uh, Octavia will then uh, go up to Angie and be like, can you charge that one, please? And we'll roll an animal handling check. Please do. 24. Mm-hmm. Couldn't okay. roll like that when Carhoon's attacking, but... No, no, okay. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, <sighs> so you do gracious. that, and Angie goes next, so... I think he can actually charge it. He can, yeah. Uh, trampling charge if the Gorgon moves 20 feet straight towards a creature and hits them with a gore attack on the same turn. The target must make a strength save or be knocked prone. Nice. The Gorgon, if the target is prone, the Gorgon can make an extra attack with its hooves as a bonus action. Ooh, like a nice trample trample. Yep. So, uh, the Gorgon is exactly 20 feet away right now. And could also back up if it needed to. Yeah, so Angie, broom, 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 charges forward, roll me a gore attack. That is a plus eight to hit. Plus eight to hit. All right. Natty 14. So 22. Even with the shield, that still does it. All uh, right. Give me the damage. It's going to be 2d12 plus five. <laughs> yeah. Angie is, Angie is strong. Angie is as Angie does. Plus five, you said? Mm-hmm. 15. Wow. Good hit. It makes a strength save. You know, those strong wizards. Natural one goes prone. <laughs> so that means Angie can use a bonus action to attack with its hooves. Uh, I would like an- to do so. It's another plus eight to hit. Natty 18. Okay. Uh, 2d10 plus five. Goodness gracious. If you roll max damage, you could kill it out. Oh, of course I'm going to roll two ones. Only 15. 15? That's still good. That's still a good hit. But it is still alive. Alright. It is the mage's turns. The one who is invisible. You don't know what it does. The one who is visible, lying prone, very beat up, is going to try to get out of that situation. Understandable. Um... And is going to... Hmm. There's no... This is the problem with movement speeds and whatnot. There's, there's nowhere it can go that Carhoon and Angie can't just walk up to it again next mm-hmm. round. Well, I mean, if it goes to the very next corner, we would have to dash to get there, I think. No, because it can only misty step or move 30 feet. Oh, oh, yeah. And Carhoon can walk... 30 feet. Just see Carhoon slowly, like, kind of in the slow yeah. motion, just backgrounds blurred as he just, like, chomp, Which chomp, is chomp, the problem, because, like, even getting away to reposition, it just, it doesn't help. Um, okay, it's just gonna... Da, 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 da. And it can't walk away without taking opportunity attacks but I can't cast that if it disengages. And if it takes two opportunity attacks, it's probably going to die. So this one is going to... This one's going to go invisible too. Okay. And it's... You get the idea that it's probably leaving, but without being able to see it, you don't get the opportunity attack. Now don't forget, it has to use half of its movement to stand up. Yep, that's fine. So you know it's somewhere within a... (laughs) 15-foot radius. radius of Carhoon and Angie right now. All right. Uh, Carhoon's turn. 
Okay. He has not been too hot on his swing, so instead he is going to try to locate one of the two invisible wizards. Okay, roll me a perception check. Which one? Probably the one that just left, because he knows at least in what vicinity it it has to be. Okay. 16. Uh, Carhoon cannot okay. detect it. Okay, Carhoon. Carhoon, ineffectual. Usidious. Carhoon's great. Carhoon's <laughs> just having a rough fight right now. Just, I'm just rolling. Not great for you, Carhoon. I'm so sorry. Just having a hard time. All right. That's Carhoon's turn. It is your turn. Carhoon can move if he wants. Um, He doesn't really know in what direction he should move or could move because it really could have popped up. Anyway. He doesn't have to move if you don't like. Actually, yeah, he's going to. He's going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. He is going to go to the southern end of the plaza thinking that if the wizard wanted to get furthest away from him and Angie, that would be the direction that the wizard would maybe want to go. All right. So where's he moving? Okay. So Carhoon moves over in a direction. He's hoping there is an invisible wizard. An invisible wizard. <laughs> Your turn. Okay. Hmm. Carhoon's been rolling poorly. He has been. No one can see anybody. This is true. Maybe um, they ran away. Maybe they ran away. I'm also going to move in and do a perception check to just try to find an area where one of them might be. Okay. You move in, you make a perception check. All right, let's see what Octavia's fair eyes see. Ooh, natural 19 for a 28. 28. All right, you... Couldn't roll this one when Carhoon was attacking, of course, but... All right, you see uh, just the faintest bit of, like, a piece of grass sticking up between mm. some stones that's getting mushed over in... That square, which is 15 feet right in front of you. Okay. Do I only see one of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I identify that square, and I'm like, they're in that square. Great. It's their turn, so unfortunately that doesn't help you a ton. I know. Does Angie not do anything mm-hmm. at that? Because, again, he's my friend. He's a friend, but he's also just kind of chilling. Um, let's see. Angie, Angie is still Angie, <laughs> so yeah, he'll go up and take an attack. I will roll it this time, so move Angie over there as Angie clomp, 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 He clomp, could clomp. charge him. He Five, could. Ten, yep. So, but has disadvantage because the attack is, wow, I rolled a natural 15 and a natural 18, so that's a hit regardless of shield or not. Okay. You want me to roll damage? I just rolled oh, it. Okay. Oh my gosh. I rolled a 10 and an 8 on 2d12. Oh, I'm glad you rolled damage and not me. Now this is... Actually, you don't know which one it yeah. is. So, uh, 23 points of damage. Jeez. It makes a strength save. You don't know the result. What is the DC? I think you said 15? 16. 16. What is its strength bonus? 
Okay, you don't know the result, and... Would Angie be able to intuit it? Probably. Let's have Angie roll a perception check. Um, yeah, Angie thinks it's prone. Mm. So Angie can make a hoof attack. Nice. Angie would have disadvantage because it's invisible, but would have advantage because it's prone. prone. So okay. it's a regular old attack. Nice. Go, Angie. Natural 14. Ooh. Yeah, that'll that'll do. <laughs> Go, Angie. And the mangled body of this thing becomes visible. <laughs> Which one was this? This was the one that went invisible first. So this oh, is not the okay. one Carhoon was fighting. Okay, so this was the one that escaped the petrification at the very yes. beginning. Okay. Yep. All right. It is their turn now. It's Angie turn. is done. Singular. True. It's <laughs> turn. There's one left. It is invisible somewhere. And... Uh, okay, yeah. You are all clumped up again, so it's we gonna are. fireball one more time. I saw that, Spoon. and I was like, oh, man. Everybody roll a deck save. All right, Octavia. Four. Carhoon. He has advantage on this. 16. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. Not natural 20. Okay. Roll for Angie. All right, just a Plus straight zero. d20, right? Eight. Eight. Okay, so Carhoon succeeds. Uh, Carhoon takes 16 points. You and Angie take 33 points of fire. I rolled pretty darn good. I rolled a six, a three, a six, a one, a four, a five, a four, and a four. Those are a lot of numbers. Those are a lot of good numbers, too. Yeah. Only one number lower than three out of 86. That's, so, mm, that's a good mm-hmm, roll. Mm-hmm. So, and then you hear a clump, 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 clump. <laughs> That so seems to be away. moving very quickly down the street away from you. Okay. Uh, so it is your Carhoon's turn if Carhoon and you want to pursue, but you hear it fleeing. Um, I guess we'll just we'll try to pursue at least for one round, at least a round, just to try to because we don't want it to be able to give up our position to somebody else. Uh, so Carhoon will, um, I guess he'll move 30 feet down that, towards that alleyway. Mm-hmm. And then he will ready another move action if Octavia is able to see it and kind of identify in what position it is to kind of hedge it off. Okay. It's your turn. All right, Octavia is going to use her keen Asimar eyes to peer down this other alleyway. She squints, puts on her cool Ray-Bans. Oh, and that's a 13. Cannot okay. figure out. You can hear the steps echoing down, but it sounds like it's coming from everywhere. Okay. So you cannot identify where this thing is. Okay. Yeah, and so Octavia will be like, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't identify it so echoey. I mean, it seems like it could be running everywhere and nowhere. So, mm-hmm. sorry, couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't get it, guys. How dare you. All right. The combat ends. Angie's looking hurt. I was one, I was that was going to be one of my questions. And yeah. you and Carhoon took two fireballs, so you're probably yep. also yep. feeling hurt. Yep. So, uh, the choice is yours. What do you do? If you want to use any consumables, like you can do those as you move. But oh, okay. Um, can we just rummage around quickly these wizards and see if they have anything 
on their persons that might be helpful? Uh, sure. You rummage around the, the, well, you can really only rummage through one of them. I was going to be like, <laughs> we rummage through the stone pockets of the other one. Um, yeah, you have, you, you find a spell book. Ooh. It's a, it's a nice wizardly spell book. Is it a particular kind of spell book? Uh, no, it's kind of a general purpose spell book. Um, uh, written in orcish with lots of arcane sigils and whatnot. Mm. And you find that, uh, there's like, uh, an envelope Ooh. with its seemingly current task. And as you kind of look over to where they were huddled initially, you find a half scrawled teleportation circle on oh. the ground. And the the message seems to be in some sort of code, but you can make out enough words and get the picture that they were probably putting this to tactically summon reinforcements in a uh, opportune position. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That is good to know. Okay. I yep. think Carhoon is going to like walk over being... Uh, Silent and singed. I mean, he <laughs> regains his voice in 12 seconds. Um, <gasps> and Oct- Octavia's going to see that, like, he's really not looking great. Um, and so she'll be like, I think we should maybe <laughs> kind of take advantage of that that kind of rubbled, rubbled area that they had over there and, and, and maybe hunker down for just, just a little bit and, and catch a breather. You are going to take a short rest? I think we should take a short rest, yes. Oh. Okay. You are going to take a short rest, which means you are going to have to roll on the table. And if you fail, the check will be slightly easier. Okay. Uh, because you are kind of hunkering. Mm-hmm. But if you fail, you trigger another encounter and... The short rest is ineffective. The short rest is ineffective. Okay. Also, if you are taking a short rest, Angie's spell... Is going to wear off. Oh, that's a good point. So, it's probably, it mm-hmm. might be a good idea too, because you both could stand to heal up a little bit. There are just some considerations you will have to make as you are going about this rest. So, would you like to rest? And I'll say you can, you can also try to, uh, you know, make a check or use a slot to give yourself advantage on this roll. So, like, you could try a stealth oh. check to hide, and if you are successful on the stealth check... Okay, that would give... You would have advantage on a reduced DC anyway. How hurt is Angie looking? About half. About half. You would guess. It's hard to say. Probably should have had you roll medicine, but oh well. <laughs> What's it going to be? You resting or not? Angie has been so helpful in these combats um Octavia is not looking great but it's mostly Carhoon who isn't so I think actually instead of short resting Octavia is going to heal Carhoon up a little bit okay all right, she's going to cast a healing word on him. Let me roll some dice. And he, she's going to cast it one more time as well. And then Carhoon is also going to take one of the health potions. 
and Octavia is as well. Now, Octavia has her like healing bonus. Does that mm. apply to the health potions? Okay, just Only the spells. spells she's casting. Which you were applying, right? Correct. Good. Yes. Yes. That's why I was like, he actually is going to get more healing if I heal him and add that healing bonus than if he like used some of his hit die, actually. Mm-hmm. True, but hit die are... Uh, you know, they can only be used for one thing where your spell slots can be used for many things. He only has one hit die left. Oh. Uh. So, actually wouldn't be that, that helpful. Because he used Did the... Did he rest today? Um, yeah, because this morning we attacked the island. Yeah. And then I think he used them after the island because we didn't have a cleric heal us. You mean the watchtower? The watchtower, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And then we did have the clerics heal us after we got the hotels, but that's all been, <laughs> you know, the same day type of thing. So, all right, Octavia's also going to take one of the healing potions. Max, nice. Nice. Let me do the math really quickly for her hit points. All right, we are all healed up and we are going to keep moving forward. Oh, Right. Give me a risk roll. Straight to 20. You want to roll real high. Was well, this, are we just like moving forward to another? Because this didn't constitute a short rest, did it? Right. Yeah. Are you, you told me you're moving forward. Are yeah. you moving? Yeah. Oh, right. Um, so if, so if Carhoon has advantage on stealth checks made to hide with his cloak, Mm-hmm. How would that? Could he use that for moving forward? I mean, he's not really hiding. Not hiding. Okay, if that's if you wanted to short rest, that might be useful. Helpful, but okay, no, we we are just going to move forward then. Yep. Okay. Alrighty, let's see. Give me that roll. Sixteen. Very close. <laughs> oh no! But not quite. And you know what? We're gonna figure out what encounter that is. Next episode. Oh! Oh man! Oh, we are so bedraggled and just like, oh, it's a long day. It's been a slog. It's been a slot lot log. That would be a good um, like just the name of a dungeon. It's just like the slog, slog. dungeon. That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, we are active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. If you would like to submit a crit card like we heard today, you can do so either on our website, meandmyspouseandadie.com, or you can shoot us an email, meandmyspouseandadie at gmail.com. All right, everybody, catch you all next week. <laughs>